Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod. We have a great show in store for you today. We have been looking at careers this week, and I think it's very important. Monday, we talked about small business success. Yesterday, Amy talked to us about how to COVID-proof your career, and today, Keith is here to talk about how to I, I'm going to say executive presence because that's the shortcut for what it is, but I really want to make sure you're looking out for who you are and your personal reputation and how to move forward in your career. So that's what we'll be digging into. But of course, you know, at first, I have to give you a Chirpenstein update. These are the chirps on day seven. I think it's interesting that we're starting to see a little attitude pretty much um, matching that that might be like a, an adolescent bird. So I love this guy in the front. I love that he kind of has given me a little shade. I want to reassure everyone that the mom and dad do not hang out at the nest after the babies are born. They just go fetch food. So while they're gone, and typically when a lawnmower blower is out there, that's going to scare away everybody anyway, I take a fast picture and then I get the hell out of the way. So I know people are freaked out about that, but all five are still there. And um, they're starting to have social distance because I think it's getting crowded in there. And I expect that we're going to start to see feathers very, very soon. So for those of you who have no idea what day it is, it is a Wednesday. It used to be called hump day. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Is it everyday hump day? And uh, I know, I think everybody's day drinking. I'm not sure. But it is the 29th of April. If you have to go big borrow and steal money to make the rent or pay your mortgage, now's the time. Go fund those bank accounts because they're gonna start pulling that money out in a couple days. It's also March 60th for anyone sheltering in place. We've made it guys, 60 days. I, I don't even, that can't even be true. I mean, I started on March 10th, but here we go. All right, so our upcoming guest tomorrow, we have Miles Smith showing up, who's gonna talk about retirement. And I always add, can I even do that? I remember when I worked in retirement, people didn't think it was true. Jeffrey Meyer will be here on Friday to talk about the art of storytelling. And then on Monday, I'll be back with Motivation Monday, which is always fun to see if I'm motivated. All right, so to set the stage for our topic today, I'm gonna to just do two quick fast facts for you. The first one is from ResearchGate, and this is about what leaders are going to need in the next five years. And I want to give you the caveat that I know not everybody is inclined to be a leader, wants to be a leader, sees themselves as a leader. It doesn't matter. The point is, though, you do actually end up leading in some way, shape, or form, whether it's in your home or among your friends or whatever. In some ways, you're a leader. But also, these are things that are reasonable for you to expect from your leaders as well. So keep that perspective. If it's not you, it's going to be someone you care about or someone you work with. And what they are seeing here is the qualities over the next five years have a, <laughs> does not surprise me. And now that we're talking about a pandemic, that creativity is going to be high on the list. And so is integrity and global thinking. Integrity is everything, right? If you can't trust the person, you don't want to follow them. So I'm surprised it didn't make it to number one, but creativity is going to be essential as well. And then, of course, the ability to influence how open you are, your level of dedication. It's interesting that that um, ended up coming out a little bit lower. That used to be a big thing, company loyalty, obeying the authoritative model. And that's not coming up as high anymore. Same with the focus on sustainability and humility and fairness just not so big because if you're not creative and if you don't have integrity, the rest kind of doesn't matter. So that's the first fast fact. The other has to do with the top leadership competency and they grouped them into five themes. And 
it is stunning to me. This study was done by the Harvard Business Review. I don't have the date, but I was um, working on something, or it's copyrighted by Harvard Business Review. It was actually done by Sunny Isles. But I th I'm trying to find research that's fairly contemporary because our world's changing so fast right now. And I think it's super interesting that strong ethics and safety, high ethical and moral standards, zoomed to the top of the list. That's 67% of folks looking for this in leaders. And so this is global leaders asked to rate the qualities. These rose to the top high ethical and moral standards. This is not unreasonable to expect from all of our leaders guys, including elected officials. High ethical and moral standards, I think is what we're struggling with right now as we even move through this pandemic. You can tell the folks who are really, really doing their best to be authentic and to provide us with um, with the truth, basically, with the truth of where things stand and even when they don't know answers. And then providing goals and objectives, super important in leadership to be able to tell your team where they're supposed to march. You've all worked for companies where everybody's going, it used to be the thing about Sun is that Scott McNeely was all about setting his teams loose to just kind of um, scrum against one, one another. I forget what sport he played, but it was, a, I think, was it hockey or something like that where he was used to that scrum approach. The problem is it made the teams compete against each other and it deleted resources or diminished resources. So it's really important to have clear goals and directions so that your, your team, I'm sorry, clear goals and objectives. So your teams then can go pursue the right things and y'all are moving forward in the same direction. And then we see communication, flexibility, committed to training for the troops. That's important. We all wanna feel like we're continuing to learn open communication and open to new ideas. These are things that shouldn't surprise you, but the mindset really is about being aware, being authentic, listening. This is something a lot of leaders are not good at, but the best ones are, is that if you're listening, so even as an individual contributor, that awareness and that listening skill is really important because you can start to hear where things are mismatching, you can hear where things are in alignment, and then you can speak up about those issues. Okay, so that keys us up to our guest today, Keith Sparrow. Yeah? Yep. Keith for Career Advancement is how I titled this talk because I think it has to do with anyone who wants to move their career forward. And Keith, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. I want to thank you so much for coming today. I'm really excited that you're here. And hopefully we're putting together a good week of shows to help folks get their careers in shape, either those who are working or those who are job hunting. Right, right. And that's a lot of people now. I mean, if you imagine, you know, in the last four to five weeks, 28 million people have lost their job. That's just, you know, it's, it's, it gives you pause for sure. And it, it sets up a, a reality in, in our economy overall that is just really a, a tough, a tough mountain to climb, right? So yeah, the, the kind of, million. like, that's, yeah. It's number, I think for a lot of us, we can't even, like you can't even process that. Right. It's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to think about that. So, well, listen, my, you know, like you said, I'm Keith Spiral. I, I work uh, for uh, my company, Apochromatic, and we work with folks on their career, their career trajectory, uh, a lot of folks on career transition and a lot of career development skills in general. And one of the things that you've been talking about here in the, in the two slides that you had really all boiled down to uh, communication and leadership. 
And that's something that if, if you're in any aspect, you know, if you have a pulse at this point, you need to have communication and leadership and good communication leads to good leadership. So um, the skill that we oftentimes talk about there is executive presence. And that's what we were going to talk about today um, because that leads to good communication and effective leadership. And so uh, that's what I talk to a lot of folks about and what I try to work with folks on uh, with their executive presence. The, the key is, that so many people think that it's either something you have or you don't have, right? And that really isn't the case. There's, these are really, these are skills that you have the agency to change for yourself. And working on one or two things can really pull along other uh, factors of your presence and create a situation where you're, you're really improving your overall outlook. And it can put you heads in front of other people uh, when you're competing for that position or you're uh, trying to get that promotion. And so it's really important. But the key there is something that you, you said two or three times in the introduction, which, which is authenticity. You have to improve your presence in an authentic way to you. This isn't about giving some sort of bizarro sales pitch on an elevator where you're like, hi, I'm Keith Spiro and I'm going to sell you the moon. That isn't what this is about. This is about really truly amplifying your skills and your, um, you know, the, the talents you have in a way that benefits those in the audience that you're serving. So, uh, that's what we talk about. That's what, uh, that's what, uh, we work with folks on and, so Keith, I'm, I'm a little intimidated because if I'm not an executive, how the heck am I going to act like an executive? I mean, that sounds. Well, that's the, yeah, <laughs> that's the me. thing. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a phrase, right? Executive presence, but it goes by so many things. And one of the first things I do when I have a workshop with folks is to brainstorm all of the different words that come to mind when they think about executive presence. And there's, there's always so many things, right? Whether it's communication or knowing how to read a room or, or your appearance or your gravitas or however, however you want to classify that. But the bottom line is it comes down to your effectiveness in leadership and communication, right? So those skills, you don't have to be sitting in a C-suite to benefit from those. Uh, you know, whether you're negotiating with your 10-year-old on when they're going to go to bed or you're trying to con convince your spouse that you need to buy a new computer. Not that I have any experience with that. Um, <laughs> or you're, you know, you're, you're working on a contract and a big deal and you are sitting in the C-suite. Those skills of communicating and leading are, are key to getting your opinion and your uh, direction and your desired outcome across. So it isn't just people in the, in the C-suite. It is certainly everyone that has a pulse that needs to benefit from that. And so if it makes you more comfortable, call it presence, you can call it presence or you can call it, uh, you know, political skill, small P, not big P, uh, right. political skill or whatever you want to call it. But it is, it is that, uh, that ability to get what you intend to get or to convince who you intend to, or intend to convince or to communicate what you want to communicate that we're talking about. That's generally influencing, right? Cause that's, I mean, that's yeah. my thing, right? It's all influencing. And that again, people want to think that's a dirty word, but we do it all day long. Right. Without even realizing we're influencing it from honey, can you take out the garbage this time to, you know, 
I really need somebody to help me do something. I mean, that's all influencing. And a lot of times it comes down to, you know, your job, whether you're in sales or whether you're, you know, you have a, a, a desk job or, or whatever the case may be. Oftentimes, if you think about your tasks at their very root core, it may be to influence a customer or to influence someone below you or a subordinate, or it may be to influence your team, or it may be to influence above you. But regardless of what you're doing, it is, it's about influence, communication and leadership. So what I tell people a lot, and one of the kind of secret sauce type uh, items is to really be intentional about every situation you go into. So have kind of that, you know, I, I, I tell people literally have situational intention with your presence. So when you look at your calendar in the morning, it takes you two minutes to go through and think about the things that you're doing to meet with people or zoom calls that you have now or, or whatever those items are in your calendar and think about what you want the outcome to be. Think about how you want that interaction to go. And so when you look at your calendar and you realize you have a meeting with, you know, someone who's been relatively difficult to work with at your office or, or, or a, a difficult situation with a colleague, think about that for a couple of minutes before you go into that call and think about the most productive way that you can come out the other side of that interaction. And that alone is going to improve your executive presence. It's going to improve how you appear, how you show up and how you, uh, are able to influence what you want from that uh, interaction. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like the, yeah. Yeah, what you just said is so important because I think typically, at least often a female response is to look at something like that and we have that sense of dread. We go, oh, it's gonna be that hard meeting today and I'm gonna just, it's gonna suck and they're gonna talk over me or I'm gonna have to work doubly hard. But instead you're saying, Take the pivot. Don't come at it maybe from a victim response, but instead look at it as I can do this, but I'm going to right now set my intention of how it's going to go before I go in there. Knowing all the factors, knowing things might be difficult, but it's really taking control of it in your mind and being really intentional when you walk forward and to come at it, not with that negative energy, but to come at it in a real positive way. Right. And it puts you, mentally puts you in a framework that even if things go sideways quickly and completely derail, you still have something of a plan for how you wanted it to go. So you can try to turn that train around. I mean, you, you don't have to just give up and, you know, we've all been in those, those meetings or interactions where it gets off on the wrong foot and it just spirals out of control until uh, the very last minute of the meeting and then you're done. Um, having that situational intention before you go into something gives you the control and the power and, and a foundation kind of to ground yourself and to come back to that and to try to turn that around uh, when you're having that, uh, that meeting. So that's, it's really important to, to think about things that way and to, uh, and to work on kind of that mental state. So we have a whole bunch of tools that we work with clients on to, to put you in that state of mind. And a lot of this has to do with, you know, emotional intelligence skills that allow you to, show up the way you want to show up and the way you've designed your approach to certain meetings or, or conversations or relationships. That's so interesting because I'm, I'm going to talk about emotional intelligence on my motivation Monday, because I think it's, a, it was a hot topic a while back and then it got lost. And now during 
a time when people's lives are literally on the line in working with businesses and going back out in the world, I think that emotional intelligence is going to be so key and, and really be the dividing line between who succeeds and who fails. Because if you aren't listening and being aware, and that's your point, which it's so interesting to me because I think that so many of us think of, at least in business, meetings are these, you're going to spin the wheel and we're going to see how this meeting turns out, right? You're either going to defer to the leader or, you know, you're going to end up on your phone dicking around because you can't stand it. But you're actually saying, no, stop, no spinning the wheels, no lottery in this meeting. Actually be there and know what you need to get out of it and what, what matters to you. And just imagine if everybody came into that meeting that way. You know, they, they might all be on, you know, diabolically different positions as to where they're coming into it. But if they all had a plan and they were all going into it with the good intention of coming out the other end with a solution, you know, that you would have a lot more efficiency there and a lot more, uh, probably a lot more productivity. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about emotional intelligence and I think it's really important to point out to people that, you know, when I said originally, you have the agency to change these things. The great thing about emotional intelligence and how it interacts with your presence is that you can figure out what one or two things are going to be easiest for you to work on. And you can take this time during your stay at home or COVID-19 social distancing time period, and you can work on one or two of those things very, um, very efficiently. And if you pick one or two things that you're maybe not great at right now, but you, you know that you can get there, you work on one, one or two things and it pulls other things with it. So oftentimes, you know, if you're going to work on a skill, like maybe being comfortable communicating or being comfortable talking on zoom or actually speaking up when you have something to say, and you intentionally work on that, it pulls along your confidence with it. So you get these side benefits of additional pieces of emotional intelligence that also build your presence. So this is something that particularly now when we're, when we're sitting at home and we're doing most of our communicating like this over, over uh, technology, you can work on these things and it, it's a great time to do it. Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting because I, I often think of my friends who are, shy used to be old world word or introverted or they just don't have the confidence it's exactly what you said but the idea of speaking up building your confidence you have to worry about building your confidence because that sounds abstract hard and ugh, frankly impossible right but just no i'm going to actually add my two cents i'm going to feel comfortable and safe my god we're in our own homes how safe could you be right to just try to put my idea out there and then and then to just be good with that. It doesn't even matter what happens after that. But just know you just took that huge step of speaking up. That that makes so much sense to me as a way for someone to start. Are, are there a couple other things like that that are that are regular things that that can help build that confidence? Yeah. Well, I think the first the first thing, like I said, is go through your your interactions and make sure that you have those situational intentions. I think, I think next, um, probably the best way to uh, build your presence is it's a, it's a little more difficult. So I, I'll talk about three things, but this one I'm going to talk about is a little bit more difficult and that's seek feedback. So talk to your peers, talk yeah. to your, 
whoever, your parents, your neighbors, your coworkers, your, your supervisors, find out what it is that they see in you or they see about you. Or if you have something like a team meeting you're leading or uh, you know particular thing that you're doing for work and you, you achieve it and it's done, don't just ask, hey, how did I do? And get the proverbial, the proverbial yeah, you did a great job. Go further and say, what could I've, what could have I improved or how could I improve for next time? Or, you know, the keys in the question, right? You you need to ask a question that's open-ended and dives deeper so that you get some quality feedback. And when you get that feedback, be open to it. Um, the, the one thing that I find with clients that is really difficult for, for folks to do is improve their presence or their executive presence if they're not willing to accept feedback. So we have an executive presence uh, quiz online that kind of you can rate yourself on, on different things and, and get, a, uh, get a result from it. And as soon as I put that out there, I've been researching executive presence for a couple of years, put this thing together. As soon as I put it out there, uh, uh, a person took this quiz and it was someone I knew and almost immediately emailed me and said, my executive presence is great. This thing told me it isn't. Well, if, if you're unwilling to listen to some feedback, the likelihood is, is you might have something to work on. And so feedback is really important. And, and um, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone's criticism of you is necessarily right, but really take time to think about it and be open to it and understand that almost anyone, whether you're, uh, you know, Bill Gates or uh, whoever the, the leader you look up to is, uh, Steve Jobs, there are uh, situations where they can improve. You know, and, and we hear about those failings in leaders all the time. We hear about places where they fall short. And so everybody can improve is my point. And feedback is the key to that. So openly accept feedback and think about it. And then the third thing I think that, uh, that you, you probably need to do to just clean up your executive presence, I think is especially key right now if you're applying for jobs or if you're out of work, you know, make sure that the the um, outward uh, the outward version of you is as clean as it can be and it explains what value you provide to a, a potential employer situation. So make sure that your social media uh, profiles don't have anything offensive in them, don't have anything um, that that is questionable. Um, it's really funny. A, a couple of years ago, I guess now probably 10 years ago, I was applying for an executive position um, in city management and uh, I was in a, I was a finalist and they did a background search and the recruiter came back to me and said, uh, you have a, you have a social media post on Twitter that has the word barf in it. And it's really kind of off putting. I would change that. And I'm like, I, you know, at the time I had used Twitter once a year for a conference where, you know, they had conference, you know, hashtags or whatever. And I had forgotten that indeed someone had thrown up on my wife in an airplane and I had pointed out that the, oh the, the flight attendant said, I'll get a napkin. 
And I said something to the effect of, thanks, American Airlines, and used the word barf in the tweet. Well, uh, she, she thought that the recruiter thought that might be a little bit off-putting. And certainly, um, you know, it's not, it's not a major thing. But, uh, you know, brush those things up because you have time right now to look at it. So make sure your LinkedIn profile talks about the value you add to a situation and really authentically talks about what you bring to the game. Um, because that it isn't you. It isn't you walking into a room in a in a suit and a tie and and uh, shaking hands with somebody. But it is your digital footprint, right? And it's your digital outward uh, presence. And so take some time to work on that as well. I think it's really important. It's interesting. It's the old. It's what they do, not what they say. Situation. So on social media. And some of us, me, are much more prolific on social media than others. But the thing is, my whole thing is to be authentic. So at least I'm willing to own, gosh, Barf seems so trivial compared to what I've done. But I'm willing to well, own who yeah, I am. I, mean, I know, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. It was that's a few pretty, years ago. I few years ago, yeah. And I, yeah, we all have a lot higher tolerance. And I think everybody's been vulnerable now. But the thing is, it's be authentic. The point is be authentic right. and be willing to own it. And if you aren't, get it off of there because yeah. it's the first foot forward that people, I mean, people are now vetting folks through channels you didn't expect. And that's when they see what you do. If you are a drunk and you're posting drunk stuff, you're oh. going off the list, buddy. You're not going to no. make it like, unless maybe you're applying for sales, but otherwise, yeah, no. And, and I wanted to just take, go back a minute on the feedback too, because I think a lot of people think feedback means bad. And I'm one of them. I, I take feedback hard. And I don't know why, because when I provide feedback, I'm never saying, I hate you, you stink. I'm saying, right. I love you, you're great, and you could be greater. Versus, you suck, and here's why. It's, that's not how feedback should work. And most people who are doing it well, who care about you, are not telling you, giving you feedback to make you think you suck. They're making, they want you to do better. They think you're already awesome and they want you to do better. Right. And that's a good, I mean, it, that, that brings up a good point is that the, the art of giving feedback is almost as complicated as the art of receiving it. Right. So you want to be sure, particularly if you have people that report to you that you're doing your best to give feedback as well. And um, yeah. you know, certainly there's, there's things you can do to, to learn a little bit about that and figure that out. But um, if you have someone who's telling you you suck, um, that probably isn't a great person to, to judge your you know, entire uh, workflow and what you do on. But, but there are a lot of people out there that are going to be willing to give you really productive feedback that you can trust. And that's, you know, it's really important. So Amy talked about yesterday, you guys have some amazing free resources that folks can take advantage of. One is the quiz you talked about. That's, I, I think I see it at the top of the site. If you come in and that's to see how you rank out on your executive presence. What does it give you a profile? Of, I haven't taken the quiz yet because I've been so busy yeah. getting ready, but that tells you what you could focus on. So if, if it's career week for you, I, there's a bunch of stuff that you can get out there that that will be really helpful. Um, first is uh, the, the quiz, www.enhancedep.com. And it's at the top of our regular website too, like you said. And um, that will give you, you know, you answer 10 questions and it'll give you a summary of, um, you know, kind of how you're, how you're showing up and what level you're at. Um, and then you'll get some uh, information from, um, from us emailed to you about different methods you can use to work on, um, to work on your executive presence and to, to continue to improve. Um, 
Now we also have at applechromatic.com, you can see how that's I know you have it spelled there. That's nice. <laughs> For those of you listening, it's the word we learned yesterday, A-P-O-C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-K, but it will always be in the description of the podcast, so don't worry, you don't right. have to memorize it. It's normally, I don't know if Amy talked about that, it's a... Um, it's a word that means uh, clearing distortions and it's used in uh, the making of camera lenses. So I'm a, I'm a photography buff. And uh, so that's where that came no, from. No, I love it now. And now I see the beauty of the logo too. So it's, it's, it's now, cool. Now it's, it's spelled with a K, at the end with a K because my name's Keith and normally it's a C, but anyway. Um, but if you go to apochromatic.com and you just, you can either go to the website or you can do forward slash COVID-19. We've started to compile a list of things and resources and, um, videos that will be directly applicable if you're uh, looking to improve your career, looking to improve your position, maybe looking for a job now, um, and all of those type of COVID-related things. So um, that's just at forward slash COVID-19. And, you know, I think that's a, you know, whether it's a, a resume that you're trying to make sure that you have in tip-top shape, or it's interviewing skills, or it is working on your overall executive presence, this is a really good time to do it because if nothing else, you're not commuting, you're not doing um, all the other things and errands that suck up so much of our time. And so a small investment now in time can really give you a head uh, above the rest when you're, when you're getting back into the real working world and, and trying to build up that career. So um, that's, you know, that's where we've been, that's where we've been focusing with folks. We've been doing uh um, right away, right at the beginning, we started cocktails during COVID and, uh, we do that on Monday and Thursday nights and we, we guarantee we're going to do it through April. I think we might be extending it. It sounds like, but, um, you know, it's just a, it's a networking and problem solving and, uh, and coaching one hour cocktail hour at five o'clock on Monday and Thursdays. And we've had people from, uh, all the way from London to, uh, the west coast uh, join us yeah it's five o'clock chicago time so i'm saying i'm thinking it's going to really work for those of us on the west coast i'm going to try to make it tomorrow because yeah yeah yeah, that's three o'clock drinking that's that's perfect for for that yeah right and you know it's it's kind of nice because uh, you know one night someone needed a needed to figure out how to how to create a, a yard sign display for a graduation party and someone else on the call had the answer for their particular uh, suburb or place in the, in the that they were living, and so we we have solved problems, we have networked, um, and it's become a nice little community. But uh, the key the key is, I think, is to make sure that you're you know taking time to not only worry about what's going on in the world and and you know become socially isolated, but also to Think about all of these things that you have the opportunity to do now and try to make this as positive of an experience as possible. And uh, certainly with respect to careers, that's going to be a really important thing in the coming months as we try to recover from, you know, 28 million jobs being lost and, and uh, a significant change in our economy. So. So not to ask you a gotcha question, and it might be, but I don't mean to be. Um, so the folks that work with you, and I know you do the coaching and, and, interviews and really coaching on the executive presence I know is one of your things do you have any success stories where you've watched someone really grow and I can't use names but where you've really seen a difference after yeah, I, this? 
So one of the things that really created this, so I've been doing this uh, on an in-person level or, or over Zoom for, for quite some time. And one of the, one of the early, uh, when I was just putting the program together, we're actually going to put it out later or in, I guess not later this month, in, in, uh, in May. So that would be late March. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, putting, we're putting this out on a, on a virtual format so more people can participate in it. But uh, when it was an in-person program uh, that I was calling Enhanced EP, Enhanced Executive Presence, um, one of my first clients uh, came in and said, you know, I, I started this job, I work there, and the position above me is opening up. And I... I really, I really wanted it because I think I'm more qualified for that than I'm for the position I'm in right now. And I asked them about it and they said that, you know, I, I just wouldn't qualify. And I said, why? And she said, well, they said that the, the position has a lot of um, customer facing roles and a lot of public speaking. And she said, well, you haven't even seen me public speak. I don't do that in my current role. And, um, and they said, yeah, but we've seen you in meetings and we know how you are, you know, around the office. So, and I'm this, feeling this, triggered. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this feedback kind uh -huh. of did that. I mean, it triggered her. It, it hit her like a ton of bricks because here she is an incredibly intelligent person graduating from Ivy league schools and really, uh, um, you know, really a leader in her profession. And that's the feedback she received. And, so it became kind of a mission to, to turn this around. And, you know, you, when, one of the things with executive presence is it's being ready for opportunity, right? Well, that opportunity was in front of her and she seemingly missed it. But the reality is hiring takes a long time in some organizations, right? Yeah. So she started working with me and we worked for six weeks straight on some of the, some of the things I talked about today in more formal methods um, and, and in exercise and whatever. And at the end of that six weeks, she put in her application for that position and she got the job because she had changed the way that she, she approached not only public speaking, standing in front of a microphone in front of 200 people and giving a speech, but how she interacted on a daily basis. And there's so many aspects of that with executive presence, like how you come into a room, how you attend a meeting, how you show up that matter. And so when she started realizing that and setting that situational intention every day. And that we also do something called a personal presence brand where different than an elevator pitch where you're kind of like, you know, bragging about yourself, whatever. Um, you really convince yourself every day of what value you bring and how important uh, you are to whatever organization or, or work you do. And, and, you know, that could be volunteer work. It could be anything. And uh, she really put her mind to that and really, she really went all in on this and uh, yeah, she got the position and, um, and she's very, very thrilled with that. And so those kind of things are, um, you know, those, they're things that happen all the time. It's really exciting. I mean, it makes my, it makes my job fun. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is such a good story and I am super excited because to hear that, um, to hear that, especially when I hear about women in business, because I, I feel like yeah. we often face some additional challenges. For sure. Especially that feedback that you introduced is something I've heard before, which is kind of that, well, we've seen you. And it's like, 
No, no, no. I'm here working like a dog. You don't even know how hard I work, but that hard work doesn't matter if you're not perceived in the way that that's important. And everything you said from being intentional to having to how you manage your personal brand, how you're managing what you're putting out there, how you sit in a meeting and how you respond, all those things, it, it, I mean, you're singing a song that I just love. And I think it's so important and, 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 and men and women, but I really feel like women need to hear this a lot because it's really easy to feel like you get overlooked. I mean, we know the numbers bear that out. Or tagged bitchy or aggressive, which is just so disappointing when that happens. I mean, it, you know, and that's just, that's just right? yeah. one of those things that set you back, you know, 10 feet from where you started and really just pisses you off. Right. I mean, I, and, and how do you dig back out from that? And, and the solution really is in, in tweaking that, you know, that presence that you have and, and dealing with that in and a, that intention. In a way. And that yeah. intention, because had I been wise enough back when I was dealing with this stuff to have shifted my intention, because instead I just got mad and yeah. I just felt one down. And, and even Which is if, natural. I mean, that's, you know, right? why wouldn't you be mad? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're a hard worker, which clearly the, the story you just described is somebody who was working really hard. They were showing up. But if you're not giving them the care and feeding and nobody's going to do it for you, right. if you're not taking care of yourself. Ugh. So, okay, Keith. How can I've got your I've got the screen up to make sure that people can see the URL, but people can get in touch with you. You do coaching specifically around this issue. I do. And um, go ahead. My email is Keith at appochromatic.com. You can shoot me an email. You can get in contact with us on the website. Uh, um, you know, uh, the phone numbers on there as well on the website and feel free to reach out. We do, we do a lot of stuff around career, career development. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a C-suite executive. You just have to want to uh, get better and want to, uh, you know, you want to have your career take off like a rocket. That's what we do is we work with folks. That's right. And I, people don't let this slip through your fingers. I did. And I should have been stronger. And I, and I really want to encourage you. I mean, I've learned a lot at coaching school, but it's the same concept, which is you are your best advocate, be authentic, be intentional, and just don't let these opportunities, you work too hard to not get what you deserve. You spend all these years. You spend all these years in school, and you you spend all these years trying to cultivate a career. But nobody ever teaches us. Our parents don't teach us, and, and the schools don't teach us, and our colleges don't teach us how to craft a career and how to work that trajectory. And you know that's that's critical. It's an investment that'll pay off well into retirement, which I know you're talking about tomorrow. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. And potentially. You'll love your job so much more with that intention and that awareness and not feeling less than you're going to be really, really sore. So Keith, thank you so much for coming today. This was great. Absolutely. We're putting together a good week this week. It's a great week. All so right. um, I'm, I'm going to try to come join you guys for a little drinky poo tomorrow. So okay. It's a lot of fun. And um, I want to thank everybody for coming today and I will see you next time. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Keith.